Spalding, get your foot off the boat. Hey everybody, Kevin Goatee, gutting the sacred cow. Big news, guess what? Last week, we just had our first back-to-back, over 100 downloads in back-to-back days. I know in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big when you compare it to other podcasts, but for us, that's a first, so we're extremely happy. Thank you for liking. Thank you for subscribing. You guys making our lives a lot easier and more fun, to be honest. Hey, offer some suggestions for the love of God. Any segments you want to see added or taken away? Anything you want us to do in the future, perhaps a live event, let us know. Gutting the Sacred Cow, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, guttingthesacredcow at hotmail.com. If you want to work for us in some capacity, let us know. But again, thank you for being friends, liking, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff with the podcast means a ton. Here is Gerard Heron doing Pretty Woman. Gather round, here's what I know. Mazel tov. Uh, guten Abend. I don't know. Good evening. That's it. Episode 17. Jesus Christ. Woo. It's a marathon today, Kevin we Israel. Made it. We made it. 17. Wow. We could have a big party for 20. We should. Right? It's yeah. A lot, of, a lot of energy at the top here, guys. I'm liking a lot, a lot of, <laughs> I got, lot of listen, energy. We're starting l- hot at the top here. L- this last is, this episode was Rick Adana was exhausting. He came ready. If you did not listen to the episode with the hangover with Marco Cardona, that's a must-listen to. But I have a pretty good feeling that tonight's episode with Gerard Heron is going to be a must-listen to as well. Guys, you know Gerard Heron from my lord. Comics Watching Comics Season 3, of course, Fantasy Football Jibber Jabber co-host, my buddy Gerard Heron. How are you, buddy? I'm good. You're, you're very polyamorous. You're cheating on me with the, the much more attractive Kevin Israel. Uh, so i got to spread my love he here. Had to up. He had to up his game. He did. And, and, and that he did. And that he did. Gerard Heron is here to talk about the 1990 classic Pretty Woman. Yeah. I think it's uh, a trashic. Waka, waka, waka. Let's get it started. All right, ground rule number one, only two horse face jokes allowed tonight, boys. Per person, per person. (laughs) IMDb, Kevin Israel. We play this game every time. Pretty Woman on IMDb, one through ten. What was Pretty Woman? Seven, six. Seven flat, Mm. like Julia Roberts. Boom! Body double. Okay. Critics, Rotten Tomatoes. What percentage? Um... 80. 62. Ooh. Yeah. Well, this is the thing with Rotten Tomatoes. There's a lot of retroactive critiquing going on. Yeah. And current, as yeah. we know. There are current ones as well. Audience Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I bet that's in the 80s. That's probably like 83. 68. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This doesn't have the stank we thought it did. Wow. I, I was surprised. Budget of $14 million. What did it make in 1990 worldwide? Four hundred and sixty-three million. Translate it into today's money: nine hundred and ten. Avengers. That's Avengers money. That's Avengers. Tony Stark money. Oh my God! Yeah, well, it goes to uh, Michael Bay has been trying to tell us for years: you don't need to make a good movie to make a ton of money. So, uh, quotes. I only have two, and this was a reach at that. You're a powerful and handsome man. It's been said a lot. I'm not trying to land him. I'm using him for sex. Thought that was funny, and that's the end of my quotes. 
Your uh, quotes? It actually has a, it has a line that I've quoted almost my entire life. Sing corners like it's on rails. Oh, yeah, with the Lotus. Yeah. Five fun facts. Consider for the role of Vivian, Sandra Bullock. Makes sense. Meg Ryan. Makes sense. Madonna. Nope. Wait, that makes the most sense of all. I was just going to say, that makes the most perfect sense. Exactly. This one makes sense if you consider who the lead actress chosen was, Sarah Jessica Parker. No. Nay, nay. Kristen Davis. All considered for the role God, of Vivian. I, I, I find Kristen Davis so attractive. She's cute. She was, the, I think... There's something about her. She's that quiet, mousy, but she throws down when it comes down to I, get I down. I feel like she's obtainable. If I'm, if Easily. I, if I got into the right Beverly Hills bar <laughs> at the right time, I might could. Now or in her Sex in the City thing? seconds <laughs> of her life. She has pussy shots on the, un- on the internet. She had a, a leaked video. How you're... does one come to acquire this knowledge, Kevin? Well, you know, listen, I do my research like a, a good host does. Mm. This film was supposed to be, fun fact number two, darker with Vivian on coke and her deal with Richard Gere saying she has to be off coke for the week. The film would have ended with Edward kicking Vivian out of the car. <laughs> and here's and here's the white trash part. And her getting a bus to Disneyland. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> right, it's true. Yeah. He gets her a bus ticket, yeah. which yeah. would have made this slightly better, more realistic. Number three, there's a pretty woman experience at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel for one hundred thousand dollars a night. What is that experience entail? <laughs> you get to bang a mediocre hooker. <laughs> yeah. Snapping the jewel, the jewelry case on Julia Roberts' hand was improvised, yep. and that laugh was real. I yeah. think that that's uh, the Elliot Spitzer experience, actually, yeah. Kevin. That's the number five. Who was considered for the role of Richard? Everybody. Sylvester Stallone. Ooh. Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, what? Yeah. What a waste of talent. That I bet he been. was considered when it was the darker, yeah. the original version. Christopher Reeve, and my personal favorite. Denzel Washington. Very different movie. Can you imagine Denzel going, you like to get wet? (laughs) Yeah, training day, great. (laughs) Bonus fun fact, Julia Roberts got so nervous for her sex scenes, she broke out into hives, and a vein broke out so much so, she needed to have it massaged by Gary Marshall and Richard Gere, and then she also broke out into a canter slash trot. (laughs) Horse joke number one. That's actually, I think, number four. I thought you were going to say she broke out into hives and went up a cup size. Five-star reviews from critics. The movie's most outrageous high-concept moment, the stretch limo, private jet opera, is pure camp. Mm. The movie displays an almost pre-natural disregard for women's feelings. Call it Pygmalion with a heavy accent on the first syllable. This is a five-star review? (laughs) But the comedy is so slickly delivered that audiences may be content with chuckling over its polished surface. That is the most backhanded compliment I've seen today. Who gave that review? I didn't. I don't copy this. It's on. This is from Rotten Tomatoes. I called okay. this from. Low on real social comment. This modern fable still has more than enough chemistry between its leading pair to rake in the box office rewards. As formulaic and push buttony as it is, it still houses some truly enjoyable movie star chemistry. I gotta call a timeout on these. Sure. When were these reviews made? 
They were there. I did not document what time. No, no, they were they were the most recently. This one is the retroactive stuff that that I can't. Stand. Some are, some like, aren't though. No, these some are definitely are not from 1990. This is from somebody who just got out of English lit class. Yeah, they're one hundred. Yeah. They're one hundred level gender studies class. And that's why they're amazing. <laughs> they're trying to get. They're trying to get heady with a pretty woman. Fine, it's five stars, but yeah, I mean, this is like from 1990. Freaking, you know, this is that. This is the. What I mean, 1990. What what was what won Best Picture in 1990? Like, just this was seen as a progressive was, feminist was, flick. In oh no, Drive Me Stacy was 89. You have the computer, though. I mean, looking. Godfather Three was nominated for Best Picture in 1990. I know that. I, I Drive Miss Daisy. I was right. Yeah. There you go. Well, okay. God, I know such dumb, useless shit. You think that movie's coming out today? Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Oh, of course it is. Oh, I disagree. Oh, of course it is oh, because it shows racial tenor at its finest. And how he's how she's turned full circle. Some of the reviews I'm looking at right now, February fifth, twenty nineteen. Peter Travers had one twenty February fifth, twenty nineteen. There's also one in two thousand nine. So they do scale. Okay. Critics one star reviews. This is old fashioned assembly line movie making without the old panache. Uneven film that is not as good as the public thought at the time. There you go. The nineties was a sad decade for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> If they hated good music and good fucking films that yeah. still stand the rest of the 90s time, fuck hated it. Ninety exact nineties best era for films and music. Argue that. Now we're getting to our favorite section: oh. the user five star and one star reviews. If I could bottle up white trash as an <laughs> essence, this movie expounds it. This is my mom's all time favorite movie. She watches it every single night since I was a little kid. What? Sadly, my mom's house was robbed last year and they stole all of her movies, including this one. Guess the jewelry was already pawned off, huh? I bought it brand new for her birthday. She was so happy she jumped for joy. It came on time and all wrapped up brand new. Maybe if mom didn't watch this dopey movie every night. Wait. She would not raise a simpleton daughter who aspires to be the manager of, of, of a Golden Corral, right? Who's more pathetic? The woman who watches Pretty Woman every single night or the robbers who steal a DVD collection? <laughs> no, you know what that was? That was somebody saying, I'm just going to fuck with this person and take that <laughs> yeah. movie. The co- the it was copper. the neighbor going, she watches it every damn night! <laughs> what was that one film where the guy goes, I'm going to break in their house and just take the remote controls and just fuck with them? I forgot. I don't the, remember. Is that the right? Wet Bandits? Did the Wet Bandits do that? They might have. I, I haven't watched Home Alone in so long. Another classic film that is a must-see. Great cast and storytelling. Lines that are quoted often every day. Pause. What lines are quoted from this film every day? Pulp Fiction's quoted every Big day. Big mistake. Right. Big. Big. Huge. Huge. There's a scene that's referenced in the TV show The Office. Oh, and that Lotus is such an awesome car. It deserves more screen time. Four-cylinder turbo. Was Okay, next one. Was the title for one of the reviews I read for Pretty Woman... Back when I was only 15 years of age, I was forbidden to see the film. My mother thinking I would be instantly standing on the street corners looking for lotuses. But I saw it anyway three times. When it came on video, I watched it until the tape died and I needed to buy another and another. And then I bought a DVD player just for it. I've gotten into many heated discussions about how this movie degrades women and gives young girls all the wrong ideas about things. But that is not how I look at it at all. Maybe it's just me, but I think this movie is just a fairy tale. And fairy tales are there to make you believe that something is totally unbelievable. This movie gives you hope. Shows you that even if your life is miserable, that even if you're a bum magnet, even if you don't give up on a millionaire and a lotus may just be around the corner from you. This sounds like an adult who's way into Disney World. It sounds like the woman from the other review, the yes. mother. That yes. was the mother actually writing the review. This is why I chose this movie. Oh, I, under- right? I knew you would. Specifically because... 
if you you may not think it's a good movie, I may not think it's a good movie, but if you go onto your DVR and you go search to DVR a movie, this movie is on a channel on oh, yeah. cable every friggin' day. My own mother and sisters have this thing DVR'd from E. All right, <laughs> with commercials, e, balls, yeah. DVR version. I'm like. This has got to be like one ninety nine. Buy it online. <laughs> like, what are you doing in HD? For Christ's sakes! And if you go to if you go to search "Pretty Woman" on any search any any sort of cable or archaic system sling, whatever we have, it is playing every single oh, yeah. day. Just it's like insane. just like just like Full House. The people that love this movie will go to the friggin' mat for this movie. So now here comes our favorite section, Kevin Israel. You know it. You love it. User one star reviews. This will be a donation for a triple X store. I'll stick to the multi format for entertainment. This <laughs> thinks this one thinks this is like a triple X film, which is like on the level of Toy Story in our book, right? <laughs> or maybe she thinks that Richard Gere fucked Vivian. Was- a <laughs> my hussy. my word! Oh my! Or, or maybe she thinks this is bestiality oh, since Edward. Richard Gere fucked Vivian. <laughs> I hated this movie, but my better half loves it. Happy wife, happy life. This person is a queef. Ding. Who regurgitates I had, I, shitty I cliches? Poll, I had a poll with John Kirshner how far we would get into the episode before Kevin used the word queef. What was the number? What was the guess? I, I don't know, but he took the he took the over, and I'm like, shame on you. I'm, I'm winning by so much right now. Because how many shows have we done together where I say queef? <laughs> yeah, especially in fucking fantasy. I'm gonna get a GoFundMe together for another adjective that you could use. All right? I like queef. <laughs> The guy who says this is like the guy who works like an insurance salesman and has like the hang in, hang in there with the cat poster. He's a walking cliche. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. I'm a sucker for romance, and this was a complete waste of time and money. Thank God I didn't buy this on DVD. For the romantics out there, I recommend The Blue Lagoon. Again, what year are these? If, if, are I people say, still buying DVDs in 2019? Like, yeah. like is this a And joke? who says the Blue Lagoon? The Blue Lagoon is kiddie porn. They're all underage. Who, yeah. saw, who did this? Robin Polanski? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Richard Gere as Edward Lewis is too cold. I do not know whether his character had to be like this, but he reminded me of American Psycho. He actually was. He started. He was overacting, and the director told him, you need to tone it down. She's supposed to be the one who's moving a lot, and it's dynamic. You're supposed to be very calm and stoic. Is that right, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Gary Marshall with some nice acting cues there. The resemblance to Cinderella is uncanny, and it's a mildly unfunny joke, too. Though though Hans Christian Andersen probably isn't laughing in his grave, God rest his soul. What, the Brothers Grimm don't get a shout-out, but Hans Christian Andersen does? Should Richard Gere cut off? By the way, he should read read the the original, (laughs) because they're all twisted. Cut her foot off and then put her, give her the bus pass. (laughs) And this... There you go. Yeah, that's that's the uh, Jeffrey Epstein way right there. This is my favorite review probably in the last three shows. This is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. <laughs> every time I every time I think about this very day, it makes my blood boil. I don't quite understand how shitty of a movie could do this to me, but what makes it worse is that every woman gets swooned by this horse shit. At least for <laughs> men, when you compare it to porn, not being realistic, at least with porn, you gotta wait till 18 to realize that shit will never come true. This movie is absolute garbage. Guys, if your girls want to watch this with her, watch this with her, 
Tell her you'd rather stick a serrated knife blade in your bunghole for three and a half hours because it would be honestly more entertaining and less predictable. Avoid at all costs. Signed, Steve Silver from American Pie. <laughs> I, I can't gut this cow any better than they did. Should we just pivot to... Uh, uh, Gerard here and the floor is yours. Yeah, right? I mean, gut, gut the, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. I don't know. Is this cow even sacred anymore? It seems like people beat me to it. I mean, I, everybody I've ever talked to absolutely loves this movie, which I think is... Beyond ridiculous. Well, hold it's on. Horrible. Guys and girls or more girls who are defending this? It's it's girls, obviously. Uh, well, right? some I, guys. I don't, I don't talk about Pretty Woman a lot with my guy. Although, in fairness, I do talk about Princess Diaries, and I'll go to the mat for that movie. And Hathaway I mean? is so, so fucking hot. Yeah. And then so Princess hot. Bride. You know, Princess Bride's another great one as well. You, that's an infallible movie, you know? so I, mean, I hate that film, but go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel bad. I feel like this cow's been gut a little bit. I feel like I want to pivot onto Beauty and the Beast as far as that. <laughs> like, that's another trash movie that i love to gut but you know look here's the deal the movie made a billion dollars it's on tv every single day right and it's everything wrong with the quote-unquote hollywood elitist if you think if you've watched the movie it's like oh this guy who guts these companies is bad he's capitalism bad but selling pussy good good she's just a hard working girl and then this guy th- this guy it's a good thing he skips out on work and screws all of his employees over a hooker yeah she convinced the right like imagine how that would go today if the wall street journal was like uh yeah elon musk was gonna roll out this car tesla but then a hooker convinced him it would put ford out of business so that not gonna do it while having a picnic and doing it the yeah, same bro, time which, bro i didn't capitalism think- bad but buying Hooker all the shit she ever wanted, good. Like, like it's it's everything wrong with this kind of like Hollywood elitist bubble that I can't. I didn't stand. think you could find a political twist to this movie, but Jesus Christ, man! It's the politics that you, I hate. Do you ever turn it off? No, no. no. <laughs> it's the politics. Do you that not I hate. follow on Facebook? It's, God it's, damn! It's, yeah, I do. It's, it's the politics that I hate about the movie. Everybody knows it's a campy movie, but it, it my my hatred for this movie has has so much more depth than just the fact it's a it's a cheesy, uh, freaking Cinderella knockoff. It just goes into this. They thought they were like, okay, how can how can we make Cinderella relatable to a modern audience. Oh, I know. Let's take the little servant girl and make her a hooker, right? That's all women are, right? They hate men who objectify women, so let's make her an object of desire. But okay, fine. And then what's the man? Oh, the man's rich, inherently evil. How did he get rich? Oh, he's self-made. What a dick. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, God forbid you actually have to work and build something He wasn't ground self-made. Up. He inherited the company from his father. No, he barely... No, he, no, no, he, he bought the... You know, he, got, he, bought, he hated his old man. He said he yeah. didn't talk to him in 15 years. His, his father left him in debt, so he bought the company and sold it out from his father. Now he's, he's a Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. He's basically Mitt Romney, is, this, is basically oh. who he is. He's Mitt Romney. He's cold. You know, the, the woman in the beginning is the funniest part about it. It's like, hey, I need you to come to this thing. She's like, I'm not your person. You can call it Beck and Call. And I'm like... Like I'm, my, I'm thinking the whole time. I'm like, you're my girlfriend. Like this is, <laughs> this is kind of like what you do here, right? Like I mean, I'm Richard Gear. I wear suits 24 seven. I don't, or I don't own jogging pants. Apparently, using suits the entire runtime. Yeah, of the show. no champion sweatpants. Come on, buddy. It's 1990. Yeah, <laughs> get with the times. And, and his, his whole thing is. That he went on Rodeo and got the nicest looking hookers. Basically, this movie is Lawrence Taylor's wet dream. Like, this guy was killing No, it. she was too old for Lawrence That's Taylor. Like, we don't know that to be true. We have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Mm, the, I put her at 25-ish. 
the most yeah, the, the most reasonable and believable character in the entire movie is the person they made out to be the antagonist, Costanza. He's the only person who is even remotely reasonable, except for the girl from, uh, what was it, uh, Spin City, not Spin Twin City. Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah, or St. Giacomo. Yeah, yeah, from the great uh, magazine show there. What was Just Shoot Me? What was Just Shoot Me, right? Yeah, she yeah. was fantastic. Her and George Costanza are supposed to be these, these two foils to show who our real heroes are, and they're the only thing even remotely resembling real human beings in the entire thing. I, I mean, uh, you know, not not to... I mean, he does deal with rape attempts, so I don't want to go like that. By the way, this is what gets me. Jason Alexander is such a little shit. You mean to tell me that Julia Roberts couldn't flick him away with her finger? He's a tiny little turd. He's like five foot two. Even that, right? They want to show how strong and independent of a woman that that Julia Roberts is. There's not a single scene in the entire movie where this feminist icon doesn't need Richard Greer to save her ass. What what is the way? No, she walks away from the $3,000 when they have an argument. She walks. And he chases her down by the elevator. That's the moment where she goes, I don't need your money. I'm better than you. Yeah. And then she comes running back. This is after she was crying <laughs> yeah. in, uh, what's his name, Hector Alizano or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, he's like, you know, he's the nicest guy of all time. He's like, uh, we, don't, we don't have hookers in five-star hotels. Sorry. <laughs> You're his niece. <laughs> yeah. Got it. And uh, she's like, I got all this money. I need to buy clothes. And it's, he's like, okay, we'll get, you, we'll get you some clothes, little hooker that doesn't know how to buy clothing. Speaking, like, speaking of the clothes shopping now, in today's day and age, the SJWs would be all of us going, they're poor shaming her. They're poor shaming her. Again. Again, though, right? Let's bring this back to reality. And sorry, Kev, there's my own politics involved in this. Those, <laughs> those three women, what were they supposed to do? They're yeah. like, yo, you're a hooker. You can't shop here. You we, don't have the money. No, like, forget the hooker. You yeah. don't have the money. We no. know you don't have the money. It's, Bye. It, it's, By the way, wait. They did it. And also, they didn't tell her to leave. Yeah. They just made her feel awkward. Yeah. Like, these evil people. You work on commission, right? Yes. Well, big mistake. Big. What? So, the hooker, whose friends stole all her money to smoke crack, good guy. Women who don't sell their vaginas, go to work. Work commission. Bad evil people. Bad, bad. Like, what in the world is even happening here? Did you forget to say that this film was made by Touchstone Pictures, a division of Disney, but, by the way, back in the day? I, I mean, who was, the, who was the script supervisor? Michael Moore on this thing? Like, I mean, <laughs> look, how people get money is bad, but how you use it is noble. Capitalism, a love story? Oh is that what this is God in this guy? Almighty. It's- you know what's funny about the, the shopping scene? Because suppose it was, it was how she was dressed. She looked so promiscuous. Meanwhile, today, she if she walked in there, everybody would be like, Kim Kardashian walked in. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Fucking good job, Israel. Yeah. Credit where credit and, is and, and also, if that actually ever really happened with you know rich Johnny Big Balls, he, he wouldn't go buying clothes with her. He'd send a lawyer in there and be like, you know, as of 1969, it's illegal for us to discriminate based on, you know, they'd, they'd throw the Civil Rights Act in their face and she'd get all she wants from Saks Ninth rodeo there you know like every single thing that happened in that movie was written by somebody who's actually never lived in in humanity the man who wrote this film wrote under siege a great fucking film (laughs) with steven seagal the one and only and how many under sieges do you know did he just say great fucking film i love about A Steven Seagal film? Yes, I totally, and I stand by that. You're going to tell me Under Siege is not good? I will. I, I loved it. Thank you very much. I, I look at Steven Seagal as an archetype for my own career because he writes into his writers the exact angles that he's allowed to be shot at. 
So, you know, it's somebody that I really find inspirational. By the way, the so. best Steven Seagal story, like, rumored, was he comes out from a writing session and he goes, I just read the greatest script ever written. And the guy goes, well, who wrote it? He goes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> if that's on Steven Seagal, I'd see. I don't know what it is. If you've never seen, not the sidebar here, but if you've never seen, there is a straight to video movie that's all he makes. You're being redundant now. There's a fist fight between Steven Seagal and Mike Tyson on YouTube what? that you can watch. And it is as ridiculous as you. they try to make Mike Tyson drink piss. And Mike Tyson doesn't want to drink piss. And fisticuffs ensue. And I'm telling you right now, it is the best four minutes that you're going to spend today Googling that. Well, there goes my date with you, Porter, bum fights tonight. <laughs> it sounds like Mike Tyson's not drinking pisses on the agenda. X videos will have to wait. Any other points you're going to make about why this film is not good and we're going to gut the sacred cat? I mean, honestly, I feel like you already did. You kind of like stole my thunder. I thought no, I didn't do the reviews did. And people <laughs> would be like, oh, I love that movie. It's campy, but it knows what it's doing. But it looks like the reviews pretty much already did it for me, man. I mean, listen, this was a movie. This is like the perfect movie for the 1990s. And I, and I don't want to sound like an old fart because both of you guys are older than me. But Zing. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like, changes. And yet I look. So much younger. When you oh. shave, man. When, when you shave, maybe. Maybe when you shave. Yeah, you're, de- you're, you're 25 from the neck down, but from the neck up, dude, you, you're AARP. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Insulted on, your own po- on our own podcast yeah. is you're going to take that oh, shit? No, you got a great body. He's got a great body. HDH works. All right, go so here we go. We got- go beat him with your trombone now, Bangie. Yeah. <laughs> Get in this locker, nerd. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, dude, this is the thing. In 1990, this was actually heralded as that as this like feminist, progressive, like anti-capitalist, anti-establishment movement. And now you look. I mean, 30 years later, it's crazy to think that this movie. That came is out 30 amazing. Years later, Jesus. Everybody pans this movie. You know, everybody pans this movie as you know. But they pan it again. Like they pan it for all like these obviously like woke reasons that are like oh, she can handle herself and there's nothing wrong that one of the one of the reviews i did read was that uh the movie didn't go far enough to empower sex workers that was one review that i read wow the movie did not go far enough to empower sex workers and they they should have focused more on her ability as an independent uh woman to to maintain uh you know a lifestyle in los angeles and i'm like okay well this is a stripper living in downtown la that's identifying with this role <laughs> you know so I, I i think that there were so many opportunities in this movie to actually make a, an impactful story and an impactful plot line and they just didn't do it. Why? Because you forgot what I said 10 minutes ago. It was made by Disney, who does not rock the boat. Well, I mean, yeah, they they definitely, wa- I mean, listen, I get your I get all your points, but they weren't looking to make that movie. Yeah. They just wanted to make a sappy, a simple rom-com. Why do women love this movie? But that's but it's evidenced by because they want to believe they as, much as, as much as that. Yes. They want to believe that somebody's going to be there to save them and take care of them. Okay. And that and that regardless of what situation they're in, there's going to be some guy or some situation that they can fall in there where where they're going to be rescued. You know why there's never been a pretty woman too? Because pretty woman too would just be his board of directors 
going to the FCC and having it removed as the CEO of the company for being negligent in his duties. And they, and they would bring him to trial. It would be very similar to He's the Godfather. He's lost his mind. It would be very similar to The Godfather 2, the entire movie. I would watch this movie. Maybe we could get like Aaron Sorkin to write, the, uh, write it. And it would just be like him sitting there in front of like an FCC tribunal. And they were like, so, so what made you back out of the deal on the last second? Chlamydia rots the brain, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I, I just, back to the point that they just wanted to, and they, and you know, they wanted to make just this easy rom com that was going to be digestible by everybody because they took the original script, which was a, was a much darker, much probably more real movie, and they turned it into this very fluff piece. Yeah, it was a, it was, it was. They turned it into a fairy tale, which is, which is exactly what it was. I don't think I, I have to say, I think in the history of movies watchers, you're the only one who took a political message from this. But then I don't know what to tell you. I take that as a compliment. Like the entire movie is however poor people make their money is noble and however rich people make their money is Is evil. evil. But however you spend rich people's money, noble. It's like Bernie Sanders himself wrote this screenplay. Pow. Look at that. That's right. You take a congratulatory sip. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't. I don't like it. I don't hate it. But I definitely don't like it. It's not good. And rewatching again, you owe me four dollars. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, Amazon. No, no one else had it. Amazon Video had to do it. I'm like, man, this is bad. See, I, I'm not owe you four dollars because I literally told you it's on a channel every single day. I didn't look. I know. I, I searched for it. It didn't pop up. How on much the do you think this money? This movie's made in syndication. Like, how much money do you think? Like, I, I think this movie's horrible. Sure. This movie's made a billion dollars. It's made a billion dollars, yeah. man. How much is she making and gear making from the fucking residuals? It's going to be another mind-blowing movie. I don't know. Notes I have. Hank Azaria is the cop in the opening murder scene. By the way, it's cool. A murder scene and no one ever kicks back to that ever again. Or, or, yeah, like a, that's right. Never that, touch one of the death. hookers gets killed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten direction, ten bucks for directions and no handy. That's poor negotiation skills by a multimillionaire businessman in my book. But... He could, he paid three thousand, and he would have paid four. A hundred dollars an hour for a Vegas Five? Nope, not in my book. But a hundred bucks Five. If that in nineteen nineties, you can nineteen ninety. Yeah. that's a nineteen ninety flat butt, yeah. teased hair. That's that's a nineteen ninety nine. But a hundred dollars an hour to get the gerbil out of Richard Gere's ass is a bargain. Ah, uh, there it is. Sorry, we were gonna. By the way, it took that long to get to the gerbil <laughs> joke. <laughs> this a while. This is my biggest. Sticking point of them all. He doesn't wear rubbers, but he's afraid of heights. I call bullshit. How about... (laughs) I call bullshit. Everybody's got to find some way to live on the edge. How about the fact that he played American Gigolo... And then was a John. Has Excellent. there ever been anybody to play a gigolo and a John? Didn't even put that American together. American gigolo is a weird boy. Yeah. Is that his real hog, you figure, or what, man? No, no they say he's got a tiny. Someone said he had a tiny hog. That's the whole thing. But the American gig. I don't know. You ever seen American gigolo? I've maybe seen it once. They must be doing some, uh, some ba- Boogie Marky Nights Dublin. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it weird watching her watch I Love Lucy? She's laughing like a fucking autistic rain man. Only thing missing was like watching her like counting the spilled toothpicks on the floor. I always thought it was weird because it felt like she was watching it for the first time. Right, like she had just discovered "I Love Lucy." Yeah, uh, that's she, what was weird. She doesn't not ki- not making out with the hooker right. that you found on the ah! street. Full full mouth. That but I love Lucy. That that's the line there. Yeah, uh, she, she didn't. They never made out. Oh yeah. They, well, I mean, yes, later they did, once yeah. once they got into the yeah yeah, yeah. day two. 
day two. This whole movie happens in the course of three days. In the course of 72 hours, this movie happens, by the way. She doesn't kiss on the mouth, but how can she with the, that snout and those teeth? Hi-oh. This okay. movie, those are my two jokes. This movie is like the impetus for all things Tinder, yeah. is what this movie is. Besides, kissing a whore, yeah. to me, is like licking the floor of the subway. No thank you. Not in my book. But $3,000, that's a slave in my book. He should make her run errands for yeah, that price. great point. Thank you. This bad guy slave. who becomes the hero... He becomes a hero by purchasing a human being. What's worse than him and the Albanian sex workers like, from Taken? My God. Right? This is... I feel like I've just walked into like the, the Nazi camp. What? what? He's, he's Irish. How? By the way, the wait, wait. How, yeah. how is advocating Slave? against human trafficking Nazis? No, he's getting excited about it. No, oh. I'm not calling because he's owning a slave for the week is what he's did. The, the dinner scene with the old man from Trading Places, the only thing missing was Mortimer. He's uh... a... Yeah. I know. It was very hard to see him as anything other than that, too. Yeah. The dinners, the uh, piano scene at the hotel bar, it's like, guys, I want to fuck this runaway ginger on the piano like it's the Fabulous Baker Boys. Can you all just leave while I go down in her pussy like, like it's a, the roadkill pussy? Like, the ball's asking this guy, to, everyone to leave in the room Wait, while the he way goes he down on her. Yeah. is the best. He yeah. just goes, gentlemen. Please leave. <laughs> what a fucking, the ball's in this guy, right? Yeah. Julie Roberts. Goatee dreams of having that kind of choke. <laughs> Joe- that- <laughs> Goatee's ripping this movie, <laughs> but he looks at Richard Gere like one day. This, yeah. One day. He wants you know, to be a mixture of one day. This was um, like between him and yeah. American Psycho. That's Goatee. Goatee Goatee definitely <laughs> looks at Jeffrey Epstein's story and goes, What, what was the, no, what was the problem? Uh, I draw the line what at that. What was the problem? <laughs> By the way, this is almost the, him doing that was like Clarence Boddicker and Robocop going, Bitches, leave. <laughs> Julia Roberts, poor man Hathaway. Put it out there right now. Oh, wow. Just a man Hathaway. Of course. Oh, without a doubt. I completely agree. Anne Hathaway's way hotter than she is. Uh, replacing the divots in a polo field, is that something that's like, I paid $1,000. Oh, and, and watch the smoking one. Yeah. The, avoid the steaming divot. Yeah. yeah. I paid $1,000 to walk in here. You're expect- Go get off your John Deere and put those fuck- and put your butt ice down and do it yourself, goddamn. I'm not going to do shit. They weren't drinking butt ice. Yeah. Uh, by the way. The, the that, groundskeeper was. That's another great scene in that movie, too, where, where Jason Alexander comes up to her and is like, you know, when you're done with him, yeah. she's all skeeved out. Have you And ever, the wife's 20 feet away. Have you ever been to Atlantic City just minding your own business? Yeah. And a hooker will be with another guy and then slip you her card like on the sneak tip. Mm. Never in a million years. Look again. I didn't know that Madonna was up for this role. Madonna but had to perfect. have this role. Yeah. Madonna should have been this role. Like maybe this would have been so much more believable. Like just off the bat, Madonna, the visuals, everything about it is like, all right, yeah, I can pay her to have sex. That's right. Like, when, you know what I mean? Like, that's when her coffee table, the sex book, whatever it was, came out like a ninety. And the, and the, and uh, Kevin Israel, what notes do you have, sir? Uh. You know, to me that I've just this wasn't one of a movie that I ever looked this deeply into. Thank you for showing me that a crazy twisted mind can find some deep <laughs> shit in anything. Yo, this motherfucker went beyond the looking glass for this piece of shit Dude, Disney film. I if got- you told me before you walked in, yo, Gerard is gonna turn this into a polycyclic. <laughs> I would have been like, there's no way! It's impossible! This is a Cal Berkeley yeah. breakdown. Fuck you, you yeah. did it! Yeah. You did it! Yeah. You did it! These, yeah, the, the, uh, the, political, the political undertones of, of uh, this movie are, are really what <laughs> gonna Look, I'm going to go the Kevin Goatee route with this. It's fine. This movie was fine. <laughs> it's fine. It was what it was meant to be. It was a, it was a, it was a, a romantic fairy tale that was set in a... It was, and for me, it's... 
I was just on the cusp of being a t- I was a 13, 14 when this movie came out. Yeah. So for me, it harked looking at how people were dressed. And that was really the – it was literally just at the end of the 80s. It was the last gasp of the 80s. The, the, the techno. They were filmed in, in 1989. Why do I know that? Because when they're running across the street to the club, what's playing in the movie theater? Because I have a – I love looking at shit like this and seeing when things are filmed. Field of Dreams. I'm like, oh, no, 89. Amazing. Yeah, you picked out Daniel Tiger in my video. That was pretty cool. Man. I saw that. I go, what the fuck? He's watching Daniel yeah, Tiger? I, I, we had uh, we had Sesame Street. We thought that that would play, but the, the take went longer. Yeah. Daniel Tiger. I'll tell you this. And, and this is what I, I will say, right? Like why I think this is a sacred cow. Again, if you look at the type of movies that are on cable television every day, it's Shawshank Redemption. It's The Godfather. It's Pulp Fiction. Classics. Like, can't miss movies. And then it's Pretty Woman. You know, how does that get into this into this Mount Rushmore of cable movies? It's a, because it's an easily digestible movie that nobody's offended by. And well, they should be. And it's... And, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and for dudes, if, if you had to pick a rom-com, this is not... The, I've never seen The Notebook. I never will, unless someone makes us watch on this fucking podcast. It's not like that deep fucking the stars the fault on our stars bullshit romance stuff it's not that bad for a romantic but film. also every guy's gone to a strip club and been like i think she likes me like, <laughs> and we so we I could save her we could, I could, we could, I could yeah i could i could, no you uh, you want to talk to me yeah, about I me change, i could change it yeah, yeah. No, no, no so we've so yeah you can kind of put yourself in his shoes where you're like ah She's she's hot. I'm going to I'm going to turn this one it, around. So the, these are the two fantasies that they're selling. Like yeah. all the way uh, down to the geez. baser instincts. Guys, you could be uber wealthy and uber attractive. And girls, you can use your vagina to get that uber wealthy and uber attractive guy. Like that's even that's if it. you're a Vegas 4 that's, or 5. That's, that's good the to me. depth of the This movie made a billion dollars, guys. This movie made all the money. This movie is 30 years later still on TV every day. I got into a huge argument with my ex about this movie. I said this movie's horrible. And I tried to put on Trading Places. Right? Ah. Because I, I'll tell you what. Jamie Lee's tits? I oh. love Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I tried tits. to watch. Great tits. She, she didn't like it. I tried to watch True Lies. Got like 15 minutes she in. She hates Jamie Lee Curtis then. <laughs> Obviously. Border Fish to, called Wanda out too. Border to death. Tried to get through Princess Princess Bride. The Princess Bride. I hate that. She got like 10 minutes in. And this is why you're single. Yeah. How do you hate true lies? I mean, that's that's another one. I'm like, dude, you love Pretty Woman. She's like, "Ah, I don't know. These movies just, they take too long to get going. I was like, what's her, what was her, what's her Pretty Woman. What's her, what's her favorite film? The movie film? never gets going. Yeah. What's her favorite film, just as a barometer? Oh, what's her favorite Pretty film? Woman. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she's really into film. She likes Gilmore Girls. You know what I'm saying? Oof. Is she in her period every day? Are you, are you a movie guy? I love movies. So, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's your first. That's a, my wife and I can just sit and watch movies all day long, any movie. Really? And that's how I, that yeah. was one of the reasons where I was like, she and I are going to work. Will, will your wife watch Apocalypse Now? She'll watch anything. So I that's hate, great. I hate Apocalypse Now. I rewatch it. What? Yeah. What? Sorry, doesn't stand up. What? Yep. Yep. All right, I got to come back. All right. Snooze Fest. <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Yep. Have you ever read Heart of Darkness? I have not read No, I did in high school. You plebeian. Yeah. That's yeah. why you don't like it. I've read it. No, it's fine in high school, but the book. The, the movie is. I don't know if you know this. Drags. I don't know if you know this by being friends with him on Facebook, but he's a very intelligent man. <laughs> <laughs> he's very intelligent. He knows lots. He knows all the best words. All the best. He words. knows all the big words. Yeah. He, he likes to put them in long, strung out sentences where by the time you get to the end, you're like, I guess he's right. I guess he's right. I know the best words. The best. 
I know all the best words. Is People a, say so. People say so is all the a time. Trump I'm missing on or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, look, man. Pretty like woman, this, not good. This Let's, type of crap, man. Pretty woman's terrible. I didn't know that it was already gut, though. That I, I feel bad. I, I brought I brought shame upon the gutting the sacred cow. There's no shame. This is an. It open was just... gut by some amateurs on Amazon. Yeah. You sir turned it into a a graduate student dissertation. It's a diatribe on the 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 vapid socialist shotgun to kill a fly in our countries. <laughs> shotgun to kill a fly. Yeah, man. I don't look. You know that type of that type of stuff, man. Like, look. There's only seven stories, right? I mean, that's the whole. That that's the the old trope. There's only seven stories. So, like, going after uh, freaking Fast and the Furious and calling it Point Break, which it is Point Break with cars, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? But there, what? So saying, you know, Pretty Woman is Cinderella to me is such a freaking. A, a, a disrespect to Cinderella. It's Cinderella and Pygmalion combined because he teaches her culture, manners, class, all yeah, that as well. It's like my fair lady Which is for Pygmalion. people that think the Ramones yeah. are, are edgy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, speaking of well, we'll pause. I just watched this last week. I'm going to share. It. I never saw it until the, recently because why bother? Rock and Roll High School is a fucking awful, awful, awful piece of shit. I don't film. even know what that I is. Know. The Ramones film about it's Rock and Roll High School. No, yeah. it's, well, don't bother. Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. Did you go back and watch Coney 2012 too, or no? <laughs> then he right. jerked off by sticking a toothpick in the tip of his dick. <laughs> no, no, serried a knife in his bunghole. This guy said, "I'll close my look." It, for me, it was a five. Why is it that much? Though? It's fine. Why? Because I think fine. It, it's fine. It achieves its purpose, which is which what is making money. Which is what it's a, it's a romantic. It's a romantic fairy tale there's nothing romantic about that movie, i give it a dude. four and that's still pretty high in your dude book. there's nothing romantic about that movie in a three-day stint she uh doesn't get paid uh has a rape attempt gets hit right gets this this is like a shit weekend that this sounds like a nascar family reunion right yeah, there like this this is a weekend in daytona yeah is what this yeah, is right like i don't all she didn't do is cook meth i don't i look i just I don't and, and look a five is fine I guess I just don't understand why this movie is not universally loathed. I do have to say something though. I'm interested. I I think if possible, he might be the first one to have successfully got the sacred cow. For you, yes, maybe. For me, no, because I said this is a piece of shit. Since it's not good. After rewatching it again, I go ah. Whether no. you think it's a sacred cow or not, Kev, it's made a billion dollars. Very much, so, very well aware of that. I mean. <laughs> You know what have a billion dollars? This podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How about some advertisers, guys? Yeah, you know what you, there we go. I think there what you go. need is some more hookers. There we go. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it, what what other what other movies are in this vein? If there was like if you had to make like a Mount Rushmore of four movies that it makes no sense how popular and the amount of money that they've made. Napoleon Dynamite. Like th- that's up there for me. Terrible. Cruel Intentions, I think, was god awful. What a what a cock tease that film was! God I saw it in awful. college. What a waste! She saw them diking out, diking out, making out in the fucking trailer. And go, yeah. yeah, and it's just a kiss. You're like, that's yeah. it. And then he gets killed <laughs> by a guy on a he's on a bike in Central yeah. Park. Gets run over. At least Wild Things had a little. Yeah, bit of a plot. At least it had a little bit of a plot, dude. That, I got on iTunes for five bucks two weeks ago. I'm like, that's a plane ride watch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yeah, better but, than Denise Richards? Oh, young Denise Richards. Oh, Starship Troopers, meow. You're right. That no, no, the Pauline Dynamite definitely one I just don't get. These are movies that make so much money. It bothers me how much money they, that this movie made. It like, angers me. I see this movie like you're you're scrolling and you see this movie on. 
it makes me like actually angry that this is still a thing. Do you want to put the hangover in there as well? Because I still, it's fine, but it's the money it made for what it was worth. No, but I don't think it's. I have to think of four, three no, other ones. Know, no, I don't think the hangover two and three just did such a disservice. To they the were garbage. Hangover. You know, the original hangover was terrific. It wasn't terrific. It was, it was great. fine. It was our last guest said it was not good. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Avatar? Does that go on your? I think Avatar was good. Dances with Wolves in three D. Was it in th- I don't remember it being in 3D, but all right. No, but he's saying Avatar was. Oh, got, oh, got it, got yeah. it, got it. It was uh, Fern, Fern Gully. Fern Gully! Without Robin Williams. Without any, like, redeeming... Yeah. My biggest problem with Avatar... Well, you must hate Avatar because the political... Of course, yeah. of course. Can't stand it. Can't. Oh. Big company kill environment. <laughs> <laughs> no good machine. Animals. Animal good. <laughs> Butt monkey, good. <laughs> now, literally every movie I watch, I'm going to be like, Gerard would hate this. Gerard, would. this is this is. But but all right, Titanic has got to be another one. You're a brilliant guy. You write. You know that this subtext is not uh, freaking by some mysterious coincidence. They're, they're but you know what? They're here's, intentionally writing these. Here's, subtexts here's in. the difference between you and me. I can shut it off. I can just turn that whole lobe of my brain off and just sit down and go, okay, good enough, and then walk out and not have to you, – you, I would hate to be in your head. It's exhausting. <laughs> That's why his girlfriend it's walks out. I'm tired of every movie being analyzed <laughs> yeah. every four fucking seconds. Yeah, can Big Trouble in Little China just be a film by itself? It's, it's not. It's the imperialist China – Regiment, so true. <laughs> and so let's true. talk about the Radium Dan King while we're at it. It's just David Lopan fucking around, trying to bang Kim Cattrall. I feel so personally attacked right now. This is you guys. We're gonna have, we're gonna gut the bull- sacred Gerard. You guys have bullseyed me pretty pretty hard here. And accurately, Gerard Heron, where can we find you? What are you up to these days? Talk about what your projects you've got. Well, hell, Kev, when is this thing gonna be released? I don't Two know. weeks. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, you can go to uh, GerardHaron.com, or actually don't go there. I never update it. Go to uh, <laughs> Facebook uh, and find me on Facebook, Gerard Heron, and uh, I'll be kind of, I got like a little tour going on. You can see me kind of all over the South and the Midwest, and you can always find um, dumb, poorly lit, uh, you know, ill-conceived videos that are... Um, <laughs> Is this just the Mike? Not- Di- is this the Mike Dick of yeah, video just, reference? Just like just nothing but but uh, you know cash grabs. You can go and watch those through the advertisement comment. I get paid for comments. That'd be great. Thank you. Um, yeah. Now you can watch uh, my content Instagram, Facebook, and see me live. It's worth it. You'll like it. Kevin Israel. <laughs> KevinIsrael.com and my album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes and everywhere else. Oh, my God. That's like your last name. <laughs> you got Zing. it. Nothing gets by you. Uh, uh, is that a fat joke? That would work because it works I if it is. Say, oh, that was an inadvertent fat joke, I think. It, was, it, was, it wasn't going to be. <laughs> now it is. Yeah. Inadvertent. That's what I get a writing credit. KevinGoatee.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Dates, Cutting the Sacred Cow, please. Five-star rating. One sentence review. Can we knock it One down? One sentence. I would four words. Yeah, four words. Yeah. I like these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dem guys, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, cutting the sacred cow. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're looking for sponsors. Hit us up at cuttingthesacredcow at hotmail dot com if you want to work for the show in some capacity. Jeez, hotmail. 
I'm all out of guys. Go- they need sponsors. They need sponsors. I'm all Bad. out. Of, I'm all out of Google. Bad. I'm all out of Google Mail accounts. I've Somebody. eight. I was, eight. I, was, they cat I was pulling for Yahoo, but <laughs> cat, Goatee said we didn't have the uh, Kickstarter. <laughs> to go no, no, no. To crying out loud. Netscape says sorry, guys. We're shutting down in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, you know, send uh, send your your pennies to Kevin Goatee at AOL.com. He'll be on AIM. Guys, okay. join me on Classmates.com. Yeah. We'll reconvene for our, my 25th <laughs> this year. Jeez, Louise. Good. This was fun, uh, Kevin Israel. It sounds like you've the sacred cow has been gutted, and yeah. he's changed your mind. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm going to be going getting a job at a community college where I'll be teaching <laughs> Pretty Woman tweed, the political dissertation. Tweed jackets with elbow patches <laughs> yeah. are in your future. I I thought this film was not good from the beginning, and this is just solidifies watching it again. I never have to watch this film ever again. As long as I live, this is just. All right, and the ladies that you know, if you made it all the way through this, God bless you all. This was you mean not the thirty-two percent of yeah. our demographic. But I will say this: I'm not a heartless. I'm not a heartless man. I love the First Wives Club. I love it. I watch it every single time. What's it's your on. Tinder handle since you're on here now? Um, I'm more of a. I'm more <laughs> bumble. A, I'm more of a bumble guy. I figured. Yeah. Big beard and beautiful. Uh-huh. That's my grinder handle. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> See Gerard at the manhole every Thursday night at 10 p.m. But that's enough, guys, for gutting the sacred cow. Thanks so much. We'll catch you next time.